The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. There are so many amazing free plugins available for download right now to help you with your production and mixing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash plugins to download and get access to a bunch of free and premium plugins on Plugin Boutique. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I am your host, DK, and with me, first time ever, brand new guest, longtime spouse, is my lovely wife, Kayoko. Hello. We're here live on the show. For anybody that's listening right now, we are live at like 9 p.m. The kids are asleep. We're live on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash DKMixes. Uh, everything is going well. The dishes are clean. The house is clean. The tsunamis are in bed. And I wanted to do an episode with Kayako, my wife, about what it's been like being married to an engineer, producer, musician, the different stages of, uh, you know, of guilt. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're trying to figure out. A lot of people have asked me and uh, about being married and what it's like being married, doing music for work. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to kind of ask Kayako because I could talk about it myself all day, but you've been the one kind of, I don't know. I feel like I've just been doing what I want. Yeah. And yeah. to a certain degree, you've been supporting me and helpful, and we've been supporting each other all along this way. So we're going to. Honestly, just try to be as open as possible mm. and talk about what it's been like being married. And we're going to start off with this. Kayako, how did we meet? And how quickly did you know that I do music? Um, so we met at like the party, like the potluck party. We met at a potluck party? Yeah, and at the Okinawan party that... I wasn't supposed to be invited. <laughs> and I don't think we talk much, to be honest, that time. So we were in Hawaii. We were going to school in Hawaii. And I'm Okinawan. I'm from Okinawa, Japan. Kayako is from Tokyo area, Japan. And my cousins were hosting an Okinawan party. Now, Okinawa is kind of like the island. It's very islandy, very the Polynesia of Japan, if you wish, if you wish to say. And um, we even have a phrase, you know, if everybody's 30 minutes late, nobody's late. So Kayako from Tokyo, city girl kind of area, uh, basically showed up on time to an Okinawan party. 
And that was the first dead giveaway <laughs> that you were not Okinawa. Yeah, because host wasn't even ready. The host was just barely coming out of the shower. You were there on time. Like, yep, no one's there. Nothing was prepared. So that's how we met. Yeah. And uh, tell them more. What um, else? No, like I thought like you were a nice person, but I'm really introvert, quiet. So like my first impression was like, oh, cool. But like you're not like the type of the person that I will be friends with. Not that I like, wasn't? I no. I'm not? Are we friends now? Yeah. That I think the, so. That was the least confident <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. okay well we, we Not, met so i was yeah. i was very eccentric yeah because like you were trying to talk to everybody and i just very like kind of like say hi like my name is kayoko your name dk that that's about it okay that time that kind of was about it at that time um we went on a few dates and uh, eventually, no, eventually we went on a few dates. And uh, how quickly did you find out? I mean, you, what was I doing in Hawaii, like music-wise? Um, you knew that so, I was a musician. No, like first couple months, like first like couple weeks that I started, no, like I didn't really know. But then you kept inviting me to go to the the open mic that you're going to be in. And then you texted me like, are you going to be there? And then I I think I like didn't go the first one. I don't remember this at all. Like you texted me. You didn't and, come to my first open mic? Yeah, because I think I had like a right. assignment <laughs> and I was tired and I don't know why. I don't I didn't even know why you invited me to begin with. Uh the secret to the story is, is it was because I liked her. <laughs> <laughs> and but then I felt bad. So I went to like a second one. Now, why did you that, feel bad? Because I worked so hard to invite you. I think the the next like next day I met you, like you were like kind of disappointed, like oh you didn't come or something like that. I was like oh I sh- I should have gone. And then I went to the next one, and I don't know that time, but like you had like a the band like a cover band, and then all the like freshmen, like girls are like oh my goodness like. Like DK and like, I was like I was sitting, a lady killer, and then I was sitting by myself. Like the the girl next to me was like going crazy. Like oh my goodness! It's really? Like, I don't remember. Yeah, this. and it's like I was like feeling awkward. <laughs> 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 I, I would just be there to support. It's not necessarily I, I would do anything. And then like the the break, like right after you guys perform, you came to me. It's like how was it? And like I'm like how well how was it? Like Do you it remember? Was, it was good. What did I sing or perform? It's like the was it with the band? Yeah. By the way, the the band that we had in Hawaii was called Hoopla. Yeah. And we did punk pop music like all American and then, <laughs> Like and then like the girls oh, next like it's like like looking at me like like DK's talking to her kind of look. Did you feel cool? No, awkward. <laughs> I don't want to get any attention. <laughs> like, in my mind, like, don't come to me. Don't come to me. <laughs> okay, okay. So then... So that's like, so like... From what did the we beginning, sing? Like, beginning. Gives You Hell or something? Yeah. 
And then the Vampire Weekends. Oh, we did Vampire Weekends? Yeah. Okay, good. I remember that. So, so I felt like I like the music that you performed and stuff, but like, it's not, I'm not really like, never really friend with like musicians. How was it being friends with a musician for a first time? That's, that's good. I don't know. Well, like, I don't feel like cool or anything like special. <laughs> Just like the friends who perform and do music. So maybe we should go back up and say like, because you're Japanese and you grew up in Japan. Yeah. Well, I'm Japanese too, but I grew up in the States. Mm. So as a Nihonjin in, in Japan, mm. you listen to a lot of American music growing up, which is not normal. Yeah. Because not- of your mom? Yes. So Kaiko is known for like, <clears throat> Kaiko knows a lot more like producers and engineers and like songwriters than I do because you the actually old like ones. old ones because you actually like read through album notes. Yeah, that's like fun, isn't it? <laughs> you know, there are many other things that are much more fun. But, but why you well like why you listen to music like the first time listen to the album. You want to focus on the like what you're listening to. And uh, if you're gonna listen to the music and want to focus, why don't you just read the booklet? Okay, as so, well. <laughs> so you grew up reading booklets, nerd, and uh, you kind of and also it's in English, so I have to read the like full the lyrics to understand, yeah, and like a Japanese translation to understand what's what, what the song's, song's about. about too. So that's why like. I always look at the booklet, no matter what. So, how much would you say you listen to music compared to normal people? Do you like music a lot growing up? Um, I think a little bit more than average people, but I'm not like, yes, like I read the booklets and stuff, but I'm not like super like always constantly listen to music. I'm not that type of person. But you liked music more than average. Anyway, so we're going into back into the story. So we started dating eventually. And um, you were so impressed with my open mic, mic night performance that... I'm more embarrassed. Oh, no. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> no, no. The, the, it's, it's the fact that you came to me and talked to me. Oh, really? It's the part like... If you didn't do anything, I would just leave. And I was cool. But because like... Because the attention was on me. And then then I brought the attention to you. (laughs) Yeah. You were embarrassed. Yeah. No, like don't. Uh, So what I wanted to hear, what I'm going to hear is... You were just so flattered that such a handsome young man (laughs) came up to talk to you. That's why you were so... <laughs> Is that... No. <laughs> Dang it. All right. <laughs> so anyway, um, you knew that I was a musician, that I did music. It was all yeah. funny games. Um, I basically went up to you three separate times. This is, this is the thing that we, we said, that three separate times, three different places, three different occasions, three different days. We, I said to her, I'm going to be do music. When I grew up, like me doing music was already decided when, when before college mm. and that I had already decided in my heart. So I told her, I'm going to do music. I'm going to be loud. My friends are loud. I may not ever be home. We're going to be broke for our entire marriage. I'm going to make no money. 
this, it's going to suck. I do not recommend marrying me. Are you sure you want to keep dating and marry me? I'm not sure if that specific. What did I say? Do you remember better? Uh, I'm going to do music. I'm going to be loud. My friend's going to be loud. Is that okay? I think that's... No, I definitely said the poor thing. Well, it's... I think I already knew because you're a freshman. Like, what did I expect? Like, being rich in like a couple years, married to a freshman? In college, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm gonna expect to be like poor for like at least five to ten years. Anyways... Oh, by the way, yeah, I got married. So I did like a whole like two-year church mission thing. So I started freshman and college as a 21-year-old. So I was 21. twenty. Well, 20. I turned 21. We got married when I was 21 and you were? 24. So Kaiko is three years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy, right? You married someone younger than you who's a musician. Very eccentric, no. obviously. Who's Okinawan. I I often like look back and think that like like why like like why did I think that is okay? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> like like it's not like I'm regret the decision but like like oh my goodness like I made the crazy decision. Have you made are, do, are you known to make crazy decisions? Have you ever made crazy decisions in your life? Mm, no. So, would you say the craziest decision you've made is to marry me? I think so. Okay. Should I ask if it was a good decision? I think so, yeah. Oh, you. That would mean, like, stay married. <laughs> At the very, I, I remind Kayako that, like, if she had married a regular Japanese dude, life would have been boring. And uh, I'm, she should be grateful that it's <laughs> fun and entertaining. And there's, you never know what to expect. But anyway, let's move forward. We got married in Japan. We moved to... Well, we'll just skip over and basically say we moved to Utah. Yeah. It, it was... We had like... In between, I did summer sales in like the southern Bible Belt for like a little while. But that's and then, nothing to do with music. That had nothing to do with music. Um, actually, so... Texas time, maybe. In Texas. So after that, my parents were living in Texas, so... We, we got married. We had been married. We are freshly married. We went to live with my parents for like, what, five months, six months? Yeah. That's when I first started working at Guitar Center. Like I got my first job because the sales thing was horrible. Door-to-door sales like just sucked. I, I went to Guitar Center. I was like, all right, I'm going to do something like music-based. You got a day job. The point was for us to save money. Like, we didn't pay rent. We were going to save money so then we can go to Utah so I can finish college. Because we didn't have to pay rent, um, like any like food, anything. Car, nothing. Like our expenses were supposed to be zero. Yeah, supposed to be. Did we save any money? No. <laughs> not at all. We lost some money. Why, why, did we, why did we not save any money? Because you're so happy working at Guitar Center and, oh, I have so much discount and I, I should like invest in so many things and every week you find something and buy something. Yes, and, I spent all the money we made. And like the month before, a couple weeks before we moved to Utah, you bought a PA system. I bought a big PA system, that's right. S- like, because in my mind, I was like, this is a good investment. First off, I got it for like, it was like a $2,000 PA system. I got it for $750. And I was like, I can resell this for more. And I thought, if I start a band in Utah, 
then I would have leverage because then I could say, hey, you want to do a show? I'll open for you if you, if you want to use our PA system. We use the PA system for free. You just have to let my band open for you. So I was like, oh, this is leverage. Ah, but in her mind, he's spending money. Yeah, but like... You were very patient at that time. I'm not going to lie. Well, like... I, I think I don't know. I didn't know enough to against either. So I don't, I didn't want to just say no, no, no. You're not really the type of person to say no either. Like, if you know what you're spending, like, I'm not going to against it. But, like, at the same time, like, the whole point of we staying here is to save money. Why every time I see the saving account or checking account, it's minus. So we're not making, like, a penny or a cent. Like, not. So tell me, like, honestly speaking, because I know lots of people that are listening are having relationships where probably their spouse or they themselves, like money financials is a big part of marriage. And oftentimes the reason why couples have a hard time staying together, uh, it's kind of like one of the make or breaks of marriage. <clears throat> Was that frustrating? Um... I don't know if I was frustrated. Like, did you feel like, of I, course, I, you would do this, or like, I think. Why were you not frustrated? Why was that? Because I would think that it would be extremely frustrating. Like, are you kidding me? Like, we're both working. We're trying to save money. Why were you not frustrated? I think I, I felt like, I still myself. I didn't know what to expect either. So it's like, this is this how it's supposed to be? Because. I know that if you want to start something, you need to invest something. You have to buy equipment, all the stuff. Of course, starting a business. Right. So, so like at a certain degree, I I understand, but um, so I don't know. I really don't know. Like you're you're also like saver mentality. Like you grew up with parents that like. I mean, being Japanese is pretty common to like save money and, and yeah, be more like my, a saving mindset I, rather than like an investing mindset. I think mindset. it's just like my personality. I like to save money. <laughs> also like for me, I'm definitely like more like investment mindset. Right? So I mean, it's crazy, right? This is this is something that that alone, my, the decision that I made to invest in equipment could have broken a marriage. I think you, broken a relationship. I think but. you like convinced me. Mm. Like you like always like this is how uh like you know, just like PS system, like I said, like, ah, uh, like, do we really need this? Like, we're going to move to Utah, buy car. We don't want more stuff to bring anyways. Like, do we really need? But like, you explained that, like the what you said. So like. Very convincing. I'm, I'm very. Like, convincing. as long as like, to me, it's like, as long as you know what you're doing, like, maybe like more than half, like 50% <laughs> or more, then like. I will let you do. And then if something come come up, like you need to figure out. I'm not going to do it, you know? Did, at this time, did I have like a solid plan of what was going to happen? Um, it was more like I was investing in to start a business and save up for equipment. But like, did I have a solid plan? Like, No, because that's the time like when we got married, you said you want to do music, but you say like you want to be a producer. And then we moved to the the Texas time you like reconnect with your old band friends and then you said like from high school from high school and then you said oh let's start the band and then you said I'm gonna be a rock star is that okay 
Oh yeah, I had a whole rock star phase, and I would I would like af- I would like say that every day, like for affirmation. It, I would make the entire band say it. I'd be like, "We're gonna be rock stars." You say it out loud. It, I make every it's, band it's member. It's so say funny it. that like it's not like is that will be okay that I'm gonna be a rock star. Like it's not the question. It's I'm gonna be a rock star. Is that okay? So I mean, <laughs> I think this is the one thing to say too. Like, have I ever hesitated with my goals? No. Like, would you say that I'm more goal driven than normal people? I think so, and I know that like being rockster is like not at a certain degree. It's not like really realistic <laughs> job to like you know say like as a married man. But I feel like because you're so confident, like I knew that like you figure out something. You know, maybe exactly like rockster, but like you make. You know, makes things that, work yeah out. work out. So like, I mm. thought it was okay, and then, like I said, like first couple of years of marriage, like we're gonna be poor anyway. So like, why don't you just do whatever you want? Mm. Like I didn't really expect to do. So anyway, we're gonna move along. We go to Utah. I did not own the studio at first, and eventually we took a big risk. I mean, I started. I was. Going to school full time. Uh, mm-hmm. Eventually, like literally a year after we moved out, I met up with some friends. There was an investment opportunity. Um, took out a loan, basically, and uh, started the studio. Now we have two rents to pay. Do you remember that? How did yeah. you feel about me starting a studio? Was that a surprise? Like the the cold house? Yeah. No, because because remember that you. You were doing at uh, your own uh, our apartment, and then there's an issue with the landlord that like you be too loud. Yeah, too loud. So we have to move out. So it was perfect that like because we are looking for housing that like it's like sound we can make it soundproof and like you can do music and like have our own space. Mm. So like we were kind of looking at like two bedroom housing or something that yeah. it was. It, impossible to find that time so like i remember the options were either a house an isolated house with at least two bedrooms or get a studio and an apartment yeah so so to me it's like i felt like oh like great like you have a other place that you can work and we don't have to like we can just look at like a cheap like small apartment that will be okay and I do remember the first when we were working out when I was working out of the apartment the first time before Cold House, you did there was a couple other like regular concerns like you were not comfortable with strangers coming to the house when I was not home. Yeah, because like there's a couple times like like knock the someone knocked the door open I have no idea who that is and like oh I came my customers to, or like my friends or whatever I came to record with like DK and like do I supposed to let them in or like what like so that became that was like a poignant point of concern in the sense that like you were you were like hey I don't want I don't really like that yeah and you voiced that yeah and so that was part of the reason as well Is like we wanted an isolated room that that or like a garage an external garage where like there's a separate entrance for that um anyway Cold House just solved a lot of problems yeah for and us. then you were doing band practice too so yeah I remember that it was like when you had a band like there's like six of them mm. And like squishing into the one room ish, so hot. Like yeah, I couldn't so hot. really do anything. 
So when we when we opened Cold House, which is like two big rooms and an up, a small upstairs. So and I was paying. It's Utah. Remember, these are Utah prices. It was a shack. It was its own shack. Looked like a meth house from the outside. On the inside, it was nice and well built out. But I think it was like seven six fifty or seven fifty a month plus utilities. So it ended up being like nine hundred a thousand dollars a month for everything. Uh, and you, I mean, and our personal one two bedroom apartment that we had in Utah was like eight hundred dollars a month yeah. or something like that at the time. So it was a little bit more than our regular apartment. So we just doubled our rent. You were working full time. I think you were working a little bit more. You had a full time job and a part time job at the time. I was double work. Well, yeah, like, so you two, like sixty two hours part. a week. No, forty hours. Forty no, hours. Oh, no, you no, had no. two part time jobs to make forty hours. No. Yeah, like 20, 20, 40, but I started working like 30 hours, like 50 hours a week. So basically, the way that we were going to distribute responsibility was I was going to work to pay for the studio rent because we could not afford to pay from our personal pocket to pay the studio rent. We had to make profit or at least break even from month one. That, yeah. was, we ha- that was the only way we could make it work. Kayako was, and her deal, and this kind of, we, we kind of talked about it, but it kind of happened naturally. We agreed that like... Um, you were basically going to pay for the house rent. And I was eventually going to start paying for the apartment rent as well as soon as I could. But it took about like two, three years. Yeah, it's... How, would you remember that, that period, that two, three I years of any... how hard, how long I was working and how, how hard you were working and what that was like? We didn't have any kids at this time. Yeah, well, like, I, like from the beginning, like since we moved to Utah, like, like I, I knew that I was supposed to work because I'm not going to school and stuff. And first, like, first couple months, I thought, like, you're gonna, when you started at the, like, just, like, own room studio thing, like, a mixing, like, just started, like, you only charge, like, 10, 20 bucks an hour for mixing. From the apartment. Before yeah, the yeah, 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 before Cold House. And then you said that, like, yeah, like, all the money is gonna go to to our bank account, and I'm gonna distribute, you know, a contribute. And, and then, like a month after, like I was ask, I I was asking you like, how's it going? Like, it's are you gonna like be able to like, you know, contribute some money to you know our rent and stuff? And then you starting saying like, oh, this is a business, so what I earn, I need to invest it to new equipment and you Man, need to do really all mani- that you're making me sound really manipulative <laughs> well that's what you said i and was then, really manipulative and then like i need so it has to like go like as a cycle so i can just take all money you know uh-huh. as i earn like which i understand like i know i didn't i don't understand like, like you you recalling this makes me be like wow i was stupid <laughs> I was stupid in <laughs> did you really understand i i well, don't understand well like what well, I know how business works, like a little bit, like basic stuff. So, like, I didn't. I did not. Like, this is what different from what I heard from the beginning. But like, I was just really convincing. (laughs) But then, like, well, if I argue, like, I'm like, are we gonna get more money? Like, no. And you're not gonna get any equipment. No, like, you're still gonna buy equipment and stuff to upgrade stuff. You're gonna spend money anyways. So like, oh, okay, I'll forget about it. Like, <laughs> so like, you just took the passive route because it was yeah. Because 
which is kind of dangerous, but also good thing it was me. I'm not the dumbest. Per- I'm pretty dumb, but not the dumbest. Nah. And we made it work. Somehow we made it work. It, Cold House was well, profitable from month one. I was remember when I was working like 60, 80, 100 hours a week and going to school full time? Yeah. I, Did you ever you see me? You? Nope. Nope. But I mean, that's why that was also like part of the reason why it was good but, that you were working because you weren't bored yeah, either. I was busy too. Yeah. I was like working with really like. Was that stressful that I was working so long? No. Did nope. you like not love me? <laughs> what kind of questions that? <laughs> I mean, I was gone for so long. Like, you didn't miss me at all. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> pressure, pressure, pressure. <laughs> like, yeah, at the cert- like, yeah, like I want to see you and spend time with you. But at the time, like, that all f- we were all focusing on like keep everything going. Yeah, you know, it, at the time we didn't have kids, so it's like. You know, I can take care of myself. I'm working. I didn't really have social life, but it was okay. You know? I mean, compared to now, I mean, do you feel like even then when we were busy, did you feel like we got to spend a lot more time together as a couple, like by ourselves, than we do now with kids? Did you feel like we were busier then in memory? Do you feel like we were busier then or we were busier now? I don't know. Because I definitely don't work. I barely work, maybe. But I'm well, busy. Well, this last couple of weeks, I've been working like 60 hours a week. But like, I usually I try not to work any any more than like 40 at most. I don't know. But do you, I feel like I'm busy now, but like different because we have kids. Yeah, it's it's like a different, you know. The point that I'm trying to make is like, when you're single and you don't have kids... I'm busy is not an excuse, is, it? <laughs> is I think what, we're, what I'm trying to make here. Um, but on the live stream, Twitch, on Twitch, uh, Mitchell Bashford, Mitch asks, question for Kyoko, is there anything that DK did or said that made you more comfortable throughout his process? Like? Throughout this process. Is there anything that I said that made you like, like more, pro- more like comfortable? Like being like engineer? And anything, like just anything, like through all of our struggles. I don't know. I f- I was it felt- anything I did? Was there anything that I did or say that made you feel any sort of comfort? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't feel like I didn't have time to like be anxious or like. Oh, he clarified um, throughout his process of making a lot of investments and spending a lot of time working. Um, yeah. I th- was it ever uncomfortable? You're not the type of person to get uncomfortable. I, I wasn't uncomfortable. Like, sometimes, like, part of me thinking, like, is it necessary? Like, I think it will be a little bit... Like, if he make a big purchase and, like, show me, like, what he bought, like, that's make me, like, okay, that's what you buy. But sometimes, like, I see, like, a bank account and, like, I have no idea what he spent it on. And if we can explain this is like for, you know, like a software, like that, that, like make it clear, like I'll be okay. Yeah. And, and granted, I will be very clear and say at no point did I ever use credit. As in, we were never in debt. Yeah. We were yeah. never in you, debt. You so never we take, never went negative. Yeah. Ever. So I think that's, that's a part of and that. I, I, I would didn't say that's feel, a big point because there are some marriages where, 
they marry into debt or one of the spouse, man or woman, just has a spending problem and like no matter how much you tell them we don't have enough money to spend, you need to stop using the credit cards. Yeah. They just continuously so, spend. So I think we knew that like how much we're spending, like even you spent a lot of money, but like I knew that we can pay rent and pay groceries and utility like fine. And Our necessities like, were covered. Yeah, so I wasn't worried. Yeah. I think that's... So there was no yeah. worry because we were never in debt, which I do recommend. Like, I, I recommend anybody, like, get out of debt, stay out of debt. Um, that does relieve a lot of stress. And in our case, we never had it. Well, I didn't get into any sort of debt at all, as smart or otherwise, mm-hmm. um, until we, like, until, like, before I moved out, when I bought my ATCs, I bought it on credit. Yeah, with, that's... Like, monthly, but like, that's no the interest only thing. monthly installment. That's, like, the only thing. Yeah. Which is, to me, month free. I mean, we had the money to pay in cash, but the thing was, like, it was free money. <laughs> it's free money. I mean, like, no interest payments. That, and that was the only thing that we had. And my mm-hmm. potential income would increase over the course of the year. I'm not recommending anybody do, like, monthly installments because it's free monthly yeah. installments. But, like, um, and it was, it was a smart decision, to say the and least. And I, I think it's a working part is that, like... You always like now nowadays he doesn't much but like back in you know when we lived in Utah you started like you always share like what like recording session you did or like I was you, very open and communicative like, with what I was doing. Like, yeah, like this is a mix that I did. Like you share like even though like like I enjoyed it. Sometimes maybe I don't really care much, but like at least I know what he's working on. So and, you were very much part of my process and part of my celebrations, and that and then, that was comfortable for you. That made it at least yeah. a little bit easier to digest. And then also, like he introduced a lot of like friends that he made at the studio, and like I I'm having a hard time keep track. Like, have I met you? No, I don't know. But like everybody's so nice. So, like, oh, DK is so awesome, and like he's doing great mm. job. Like he recorded our band. Like it was great. Like they like share what you know also share what he's doing did that make me any more attractive to you were you like ah dk's so hot because all of his friends think he's so cool did was that ever (laughs) any point crossing my fingers here (laughs) (laughs) i i i felt more like (laughs) no No. No, i i felt more like Oh, like he's doing great. Like he's doing what he want to do. Like he's making progress. He's towards his goal. Like that's more like comfort than like, like mm-hmm. oh, like he's cool. Like I'm a cool girl. Like you know, he's he's my husband. You know, did I, you feel cool? Did my coolness no. rub off on you? No, <laughs> I think you're cool. Cause that's 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 your thing. It's like nothing to do with me. Okay, okay. So anyway, <laughs> we, we get cold house. We eventually had kids. Um, and I'm trying to get more information out of these for like people to kind of relate to and kind of get some information out of. Uh, but eventually we had kids. Uh, the plan was she was going to work during the day and I would watch kids and I would work at night. And no, watch I was kids working at night. Oh, you were working at night. I was going to watch kids during the day or work during the day. Because um, you have school. Yeah, work and go to school during the day. We would swap. You would work at night. I would watch the kids at night. Um, after five to seven days, yeah, I was. I still remember. <laughs> I had a f- the 
the babies would not sleep. Kaname would not sleep at well, night. Well, he was three months. He was three months, of course. The first three months or first three to six months are always horrible with sleep, but not sleep. I, w- I woke up like I, for the first time ever, like sympathized with baby shakers. Like I like had a full mental breakdown. I was like, I need sleep. Because granted, I was, with the amount of time I was spending at work and with school, I was sleeping maybe five to six hours a day. Yeah, if that I was lucky. And so I was losing my mind. And I'm the type of person, unfortunately, like some people can sleep six, seven, five to seven hours and be totally fine. Mm. I'm the type of person where like eight hours is not enough. So like me sacrificing sleep, I was angry. I was upset. I was emotionally distraught. Had a mental breakdown. I was going to shake the baby because he would not shut up. That was like so I put month. the baby in the closet and I was just like, I like woke Kaiko up and I was like, I'm sorry, I cannot do this right no, now. No, that, that's, that's when we... Talking about babies crying. One of them's awake now. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but seriously though, like there was a point where like I went up to you and I said, after like five to seven days of you working, I said, yeah. you need to quit. Mm-hmm. We're not making enough money to pay house rent and studio rent, but this is not working. We, I, I can't do this yeah, basically. And so I, I remember you like quit. you came like holding like baby and like, could you quit your job? I'd rather be poor than like, me not being productive. That's what you said. I felt, I guess I felt unproductive taking care of a child rather than working. And, and that's kind of sad, but I, but it but, was very strong. It just did not work for me. For some parents, it works really well. So I was like, yo, I know that we're making more money and this is way more, we're saving money. But I was like, emotionally, this is not feasible. Like, I cannot do this. And, then and I was okay staying at home. Yeah. And I mean, we are Japanese, right? It's it's the honorable, it's the common sense thing to do for a, the wife to be stay at home. Right? Yeah. That's it's the opposite of America. It's it's women in Japanese culture, typically women don't really want to work. They'd rather be mothers at home. That depends. I mean, it totally depends, but I mean, compared to America? Yeah. So, anyway, um that was kind of the expectation. We didn't really That was it. Like we tried, we didn't work. Um, and and that, that was the, like a first time that like I don't make any money. We gonna it was like scary. it was so scary like, because I was not DK, making enough to pay both rents. Good luck. I was not making enough. Hoping that we can pay rent. <laughs> and I wasn't about to get a part time or full time job either. Like I was. No, you did I a little prideful. bit. No, not during that time. After I quit oh, the guitar center was the last That's time. That's true. So for like three months, I remember for three months after that, we paid for our house rent partially with our savings mm. so like our savings went down quite a bit oh you might want to go I'll, yeah. I'll continue the story but um Kaiko's gonna go take care of the child for a moment um but uh that that time um yeah I was like we were I was not making enough money to pay both rents then we were going to savings for three months and and on the fourth or fifth month I finally made enough money to barely break even and I think I went back into savings to pay rent, apartment rent, like a little bit, like a month after that or two. And it, after that, it was kind of like sketchy. It was like red, green, red, green. It wasn't really consistent. It took like a, a full on year after that for it to be like really consistent, I would say, where it was consistently we were going to break even. And I would say that that was a really scary time. And Kyle was putting the kid to bed right now. Um, so I'm going to keep talking. But um, it was really scary. It was frustrating. And at the same time, like for me, I had no other choice. There was no plan B. I, I was convinced I was never going to get another job ever again. And so I hustled like crazy. And this is, uh, Kaname was born in July. So summertime, I was doing theory, uh, spring and summer, I took theory classes. 
So theory, I was like four hours of homework a night. It was horrible because I'm bad at theory. Like it was just, that was just, I didn't do classical piano or classical instruments growing up. So it was just really hard and difficult for me. It was like math, basically way too much math. And it took me a long time to get my head around it. So I was getting three hours of sleep a night on top of working a hundred hours at the studio because it was busy season and, and summertime. So I was like brain dead. I was... I would literally, like, in the middle of recording sessions, I would pass out on the desk. And it was bad. Um, clients noticed. I noticed. Wife was noticed. I didn't... I mean, Kayako, you could tell that she's really, really chill. Um, so there was never... She's not eccentric at all. Um, and that was definitely a, a choice that I made. So while she's away, I'm going to say something um, very important. Uh, is that if you are planning on getting married, if you're thinking about having a relationship, which I totally support if you're trying to do a music career, um, I'm going to tell you something honestly right now. This is going to hurt a lot of people. If you are married, uh, you are committed to that relationship, though no matter how difficult it is, you should be committed. Divorce shouldn't be an, off, uh, uh, an option, not because it's, not, it's bad and it's looked down on. No, 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 not at all. So there's some relationships, there should be divorce, especially abusive ones. Get out of that quickly, right? But um, if it's an option, if you have a plan B, then you won't work as hard on plan A, right? With, uh, with us, with me and Kayako, like, um, I'm very proud to say in our seven years now, next week it'll be seven years, in our seven years of being married, we have never fought once. And this is the thing that's going to hurt some people. I firmly believe that who you decide to have a relationship with and who you decide to marry um, will make or break the happiness that you have in your marriage. I hear so often people say marriage is supposed to be hard. It is hard. And I think there are parts of it that are hard. But relative to the expectations that were set, my marriage with Kayako, and Kayako can agree, has been easy, even with the problems that we've had. Has been immensely easy. Maybe that's partially due to gratitude and expectations, but I mostly, I mostly think it was because I picked the right person for me. I knew that I was very yin, very feminine energy, very chaotic, very creative, and I was looking for a yang. So a little secret about me, I do not flex this at all. Um, and I hope that my ex-girlfriend does not ever hear this because I've never said this publicly out loud, only in private conversations, but I had an on and off girlfriend for like a couple of years, freshman, eighth grade to like sophomore year ish broke my heart. Sure. We'll call it that. And I honestly just wanted to make her feel really bad and I got really petty. And so I decided I would go on a date with a different girl every weekend for the rest of my high school career. And I did. So I went on like 100 and 150. They never, never went far. Like I wasn't trying to kiss every single one of them. They were just dates, right? 100 to 150 dates during my high school career. Um, I had enough experience with, with talking to girls and, and trying to build substantial relationships, non-platonic relationships, that I knew what I wanted. Um, I knew what kind of personalities were good for me that, was, that stimulated growth and was healthy, uh, and some that were toxic. I toxic, and I knew that like me hanging out with another super eccentric person. Like I love Lou to death, but if I married a girl, a Lou, a Lou, a Lou type girl, I knew I know that that would never work out with me. I can't. If I married like a super alpha female girl, that wouldn't work out with me either because I'm an alpha male. 
I really am. Um, if I if she wasn't creative, I knew that that wouldn't work out. There was different things that I knew wouldn't work out. Um, and I don't think everybody has the opportunity to do that. And some people are more introvert, extrovert. I'm not saying you have to go on a shit ton of dates, but and some people uh, feel like they're limited in option, which is fair. So I'm not looking down on any of that with who to marry, who to date. But I will say, um, especially as much as you're in control, uh, who you choose to marry has a big impact on your happiness and your marriage. Um, I was going to say, like, I was telling everybody, do you think our marriage has been hard? Uh, no. Like, I don't think that's hard. Like, Why? Why? Like, do we get along? Yeah. <laughs> Like and why do you think we get along? I I mean we talked about it the other day like we were trying to talk to my my brother's getting married in a couple weeks and he was talking to us like whoa like give us some marriage advice and we we're trying to give some marriage advice what what do you think is the secret that we've been able to stay so happily together? Like we've never had any big issues or arguments. Yeah. Never been jealous of each other. It's always been super chill and and life has been difficult for us. We've been poor. It's been it's strenuous. Well, I, and, well, first of all, like, if you, like, one of the spouse, like, trying to, like, you know, make a career out of, like, music or, like, I'm doing art, you know, like, some, like, not easy path, like, you have to kind of, like, do it your own. Like, you don't expect to be financially stable for a while. Like... Mm. I'm hoping that we'll so, so you, it was more like so we were talking about this before it was you were saying that it's more like we had low expectations to begin with yeah because I'm not you're a freshman you're just talking about all the dreams and goals like like I'm not you're not gonna finish college first you're not gonna make a lot of money and you're gonna do music it will take some time to make actually like make money from music Especially as a freelancer yeah so like you were you you kind of expected it yeah I mean, you had your expectations properly set yeah i think so and i, th- I think that's the secret too there's a lot of gratitude as well like being no. grateful for what we did have granted i i think this has partially to do with it too i don't mean to bring this up and be public but like i grew up in a upper middle class lower high class family like we weren't like crazy rich but We've never had any money. Like, if I want something, I got it. Um, we, my dad worked really hard. I never saw him. He, he was like the classic American dream, like, was poor and then climbed the corporate ladder and did really well. And now he's like a big wig at IBM, and he makes a lot of money. And he, he invests in, uh, like, a, a lot of money into different stocks that have made him more money. And he's definitely like a day trader type on top of his full corporate job. Kayako, on the other hand, like totally immigrant Chinese dad living in Japan who like immigrants in Japan do not make money <laughs> unlike America and but he, uh, he working for like other yeah and like and but we're not mom stay at home like it was, yeah. it was definitely not in the same financial situation and then if if I may say out loud like uh, right after you graduated high school was it after you graduated high school during no high when school, I was you're... 21 when you were 21 your father passed away so before we met yeah. Which kind of threw a financial wrench into your family's thing. So, like, I don't want to say that. So, the one thing that I learned from my relationship with my family is that in no way did things or money ever make any of us happy. 
if we were all forced to sit into a room in a living room for 12 hours, someone is going to get stabbed. And I'm not making this up because many times siblings have pulled knives out on each other in my household. All right? It was bad. (laughs) In your household, if you were forced to stay together for three months in the same room, everybody would become better friends. And honestly speaking, that's what I wanted Mm. as well. Um, So, uh, sorry, I kind of went on a tangent, but... Okay, let's go back into... I want to talk to you more and ask you some more questions here. Um, But... uh, Okay, so we started doing well with Cold House. When did you feel like you, you started getting comfortable with the idea of like deca- me working full-time and doing music? Was it ever like, did you ever be like, oh, now I can kind of relax a little bit? Or did you feel like you were relaxed from the start? Like, what does it mean? Like, I don't know. Was there ever a point where like I was making enough money, I was doing well enough that like you can like, it wasn't as stressful anymore? Uh, like you just working full-time like now? When has the when is the least stressful time in our marriage for you? Like financially? Just in general. Life. Stressful? The least stressful. Least stressful. I don't know. I don't really Does that mean everything was stressful or does that mean no, nothing was stressful? No, it's nothing was like that stressful. Maybe like a last year you were away, like we both like live. Okay. I think that's the only we'll, we'll time. Get into, we'll get into that conversation in a second. But I don't think so. Like, yeah, like our budget was tight sometimes, but like we're already poor. So like nothing get worse than this, you know? Mm. I I do think, um, I honestly think, again, I we I honestly think this is also just like a bunch of luck. Like we're really lucky. And like there are so many things that I learned about you after getting married that I didn't realize would be so compatible with me. Mm. And you're just like a low stress, no drama type girl. You have a lot of, you have like a lot of yin masculine energy. <laughs> like you have a lower talking voice than I do. And I think now, we <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Um, but anyway, we're going to move into the next part of our lives when we had our second baby. So real briefly, I want to go back to what happened when we moved to L.A. So just to kind of recap, when we moved to L.A., it was very difficult. I had a label thing going, a community, a group of of artists that I really, truly believed in. And the goal was we were going to move to L.A. and continue to um, try to seek a career for all of us as artists, me as a producer, engineer um, in California. So it was going to like scale to like to you know pursue the next steps in my career our career our careers and um we did and i I planned on it i moved out you were pregnant with our second baby i got you Mm -hmm. pregnant on purpose and uh (laughs) it's not accident (laughs) and and um we had utah insurance so the deal was you we ended up you staying with my parents again yeah uh one more time and because they had just moved to utah when we moved out and you you were living with them, raising Kanamekun and Kaname and gonna have the baby in Utah. Baby was due in October. October fourteenth. I moved to U- I moved to LA July. Yeah. Started in the mix studios in August twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So moved to LA August twenty or July twenty twenty. Uh, opened the studio the next month August twenty twenty. Uh, 
with Lou and it was tough and it was really difficult. It, and you had the baby in, in September. September, a month early. I totally missed it. Like you were, um, you had. I'm trying to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the effort. Um, but missed the baby. Uh, we found out that he had Down syndrome, which which means that he has usually Down syndrome kids have a weak heart, so he needed to get open heart surgery, but he. The doctors are trying to avoid giving him open heart surgery until six months of age. Um, so he was stuck in NICU for yeah, six months well, minimum. Well, usually, like, most of the kids will be discharged and wait till the open heart surgery. But oh, Okay, so they usually get discharged and then they come back yeah, for open but, heart surgery. But our bo- my boy was, um, he has a respiratory issue that he couldn't get the... The nasal thing out. Oh, he couldn't get his oxygen out. Like every time they tried to take it out, wean him off the oxygen. His and oxygen then yeah, okay. so so they couldn't, um, yeah, discharge. So that was probably the most stressful time in my career. Actually, that was probably the most stressful time in my entire life. Was during that time when we were apart for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, as you, if you can tell, I rely heavily on the emotional support of my wife. Being along that long was really, really horrifying. I'm the one that wants to cuddle, you know. And (laughs) um, that was really hard. Uh, Lots of guilt because, you know, having a disabled child was was really freaky and difficult and hard. And um, for some reason, I felt like it was my fault, which makes no sense in hindsight, right? And any therapist would tell me that. But for some reason, I felt really guilty. I missed it. I felt like I'm causing a lot of stress on my wife that I wasn't home. Um we were just starting the studio, so I needed to be out there. So what I would do is basically I'd go out to to LA for a month and then come back to Utah, come back to Utah for a week and then go back out for a month. And, and at, on new year's, it was just no longer feasible. We left, um, we left my parents' house after a lot of, we'll just say, we'll just call it drama. After a lot of drama left my parents' house. Um, we kind of cut off ties with my parents, unfortunately, and, uh, um, paying double rent and, I started coming back to Utah every weekend and the baby was still in the hospital and you were going out to see the baby every single week, every, every single, single day, day, every single day. Kaname wasn't seeing dad. It was just, it was just a smorgasbord of just <laughs> unhappiness. I got depressed. I was really depressed. unhappy. Well, yeah, this, you, you were pretty chill. I mean, but I was, I was, okay. I was stressed out with work, with money yeah. and, and not too much with money. I and mean, we were making enough. But it was just absolutely stressful for me, and I and honestly, you ha- have a lot of like. You're very you stabilize me a lot. Mm-hmm. So like when we weren't together, I uh, adventured into like psychedelics, and to uh, I had a medicinal license for marijuana, so I started smoking for the first time ever. Uh, never drank. Um, don't re- I don't do that. Uh, and it was just like depression. Depression, depression. It got really, really bad. People screwed me over big time. I like got like law enforcement involved and lawyers involved with something. And it was just a bad time in my life. Probably the hardest time ever in my entire life. Um, I just wanted to see my kids. I just wanted them to come home. But we didn't, like there was no home. It was this, we were in between Utah and LA. And then about seven months, eight months after the baby was born. No, finally, it's six months. 
No, it was like it was like six and a half, seven months. Like six the, and a half. Yeah, finally the baby Kyo was discharged. Um, he healed up really quickly after the surgery. Everything went really well. He got discharged. It was finally time uh, after about a month after that, a month and a half, two months after that. Um, yeah, two months after we moved. Uh, we finally committed to moving to LA as a family. I found an apartment a block away, a new apartment a block away from the studio. So like I live walking distance, two minutes by walk from in the mix studios. And uh, that's where we're at now. And things have been smooth ever since. Granted, there was a lot of gratitude because of how hard things were. Mm -hmm. Um, How was, now I just kind of briefly told what happened, but from your perspective, how was that? The whole thing, the, the whole past thing. year. Were you upset that I tried to, you know, work on my career? No, because did, did you feel like I was being selfish? Because I was, I was worried that I was being selfish. Well, like, like of course, like I wish that you'll be here, like close to us. But then I knew that, like, we were always talking. Like, the goal was to move to LA or New York, eventually, like a bigger city that, like, you can pursue your career. And then, like, Utah is a good good place, but if you want to achieve, like, reach your goals, like, this is not the place to be. And to me, it's like I can live wherever, you know. Like, yeah, I can. Utah, we we knew that Utah was not home for us. And and if it's like. I understand, like, now you the one, like, provide fam- families, like, everything. So, if this is a, not the place to be to, like, support your family and reach your goals, like, I am totally understand that, like, you want to move to L.A. It's, like, total natural thing. And uh, I totally, I was kind of, like, thinking about the timing things. Like, why, like, can you wait? But then... You know, but also like why you wait. Yeah. You know, so so I understood that like whole circumstances of why you want to do it. So I wasn't like I never felt like you shouldn't do this or do that or like blaming on you or anything. But like, and at the same uh, time, like we didn't plan on it. Like we were planning on you moving to LA as soon as we had the baby. Like we would spend Thanksgiving with my family. And then we would just move to L.A. as a family. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, we yeah. We wanted to be in L.A. It's it's closer to get tickets to Japan back to go back to see family. Uh, there's a lot of Japanese stuff going on. And, like, deep down, we're really Japanese, both of us. We speak Japanese at home. And this is actually, I want to say, like, it's not uh, not normal. Uh, well, it's not uncommon, but it, it's it's we're trying really hard to speak English 100% of the time right now. <laughs> yeah. it's, that's very, we don't usually communicate like this. We speak Japanese ha- like half and half, like Japanglish. Um, but uh, we were planning on moving to LA. Like that was the move. We knew it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't supposed to be so hard. It was, it was the dang, it was the dang unexpected NICU stay. Yeah. But at the same time, because like the, the things that you went through um, with your people that time, like I partially glad that we didn't move right oh, away. Oh, things worked out because it was the original roommates that we had legal issues with. Um, and it was so, quite scary to be so, honest. So like, like it was really unfortunate for you to go through that process. But like at the same time, like I really like 
glad that I like m- me and my kids wasn't weren't there, you yeah. know. And then we like clear everything. We got our own apartment, like you know, closer studio. Like everything's like so nice and free, you know. Yeah. We figure out and we move. So I think ended up work fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Uh. We're very very grateful that we didn't have to move in with those initial roommates. Um. And I won't get too much deep into it, but things worked out for the better in general and. Um, ever since you moved to LA, I for like it's been now almost a year. It's actually been one year now since you've we've moved here. Almost a year since we've yeah, moved together. Yeah, handled this month. And it's, um, it's quite frankly, after in retrospect, this entire year has been amazing. I've spent because I now have this studio set up at home, and I don't have to be at the studio, even though it's only a block away. I'm spending so much time with kids. Like the first time, like when you came back, like. I told you that I was scared. That it didn't feel like we were a four-piece family. It felt mm-hmm. like we were a three-piece and a one-piece. Like I didn't feel like because we were gone to, for so long. I was gone for so long that it felt like I wasn't part of the family anymore. And and it took a long time of of getting back together and and spending time with each other for me to get comfortable with that. That was extremely distressful for me and probably one of the biggest. I I don't think I can quite express how difficult that time in my life was for me and how much it changed, but how much I'm grateful for and how much I'm able to enjoy the company of my kids and family now. I hear a lot of people saying like, oh, like this is like we don't you don't typically get advice from strangers. Like people don't come up to you because of the color of your hair or or anything like that and start giving you advice on how you should live life, except for one specific thing. That people come up to us and give us uninvited but welcomed advice all the time is they come up to us, say, oh my gosh, your kids are so cute. Um, this is the best time to ha- like, this is the best time age, age, because you're spending so much time with them. Like, you can't get this back. Like, make, please make sure to spend as much time as with them at this age as possible um, because you're not going to get this time back. Like, we've had that many times since we've had our children. And I feel like now, because of the trauma that I had and the gratitude that I have now, I feel like I'm doing a damn good job spending a lot of time with my kids. Mm -hmm. Something that my father never gave me. But I also feel like because you spend so many hours before we have kids, like, because I feel like if you have had kids like right away, it might have been a different story. Oh, like if I was trying to build my music career at the like if I hadn't started solo, you know what I'm saying? Okay, is that what you're saying? Like it was glad that we were married, but didn't have any kids for the first few years. Yeah, and we had kids pretty quick. Like, kind of maze now, like turning four, and I'm turning 29. So that means no, we like after three years, three four years, yeah, something like that. Um, we've had our first kid, so it was like relatively quick. Um, again, we're really, really young parents and young married couple. Uh, it's very rare to see in this day and age, but it's it's never be gonna be like we're ready to have kids, you know. So let's before we talk about the future, let's talk about the present. How do you feel about me doing music now? I mean, it's it's calmed down a lot. It's it's normal now. Yeah, well, it's it's been seven years, so like I don't really have anything else to compare to either it's like i mean compared to the last like the last seven years how is it now 
Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. Like I'm You're a lady. Okay. I don't. You're okay being the wife of a musician. Yeah, I think. When you're like performing, I feel like like I sh- like make sure I support you. You know, like go I go to, to the shows, shows and yeah. stuff. Like I still I, I enjoyed it, but like you know that type of like different type of support. But right now, you just work at home. It's just any other guy. Just I'm not as exciting anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just like you hear music from his office. Yeah. I don't think it's it's different from any other job. You it's, know? it's stabilized a lot more. Yeah. And that's actually really awesome. There was, uh, and I want to celebrate. I, I try to celebrate as much as possible. Small things too. Um, just try to promote gratitude and, and, and having enough. But um, I was talking to one of our runners at the studio. And I was like, you know, the awesome thing about LA is the minimum wage. And if, if things get really bad i can get a part-time job for 15 dollars an hour and minimum wage 15 dollars an hour and i can pay rent and i would do well i'd cover all of our bases and then i thought about it and calculated how much 20 hours a week for four weeks would make at 15 dollars an hour and for the first time in my life i realized oh my gosh if at any point i stopped like I stopped work in order to do a part-time job, I would lose money. Mm. And that was a crazy time. Like now we're stable enough where it, it I can't look back. We're past the point of no return now. Mm. And how is it emotionally for you? I mean, things are good. Things are stable. Yeah, I think so. But then again, even when things were hectic, you you weren't. Well, like... Like, what would I going to say? Like, get job? I don't know. I, I, well, I want to ask you, like, you've been able to... So most people during hard times change or become more, you know... People tend to complain or, or like, you know... It becomes really confusing whether or not to support your spouse or, or you know, people want their husbands or wives to change over time. And, and that's weird expectations, right? I think it's really incredible. I don't know if I could do it if I were in your shoes. I think it's incredible that you've been able to stay relatively calm and composed and and never scared at any point during my career. What's the secret? Why? How have you been able to do that? Sorry, I zoned out a little bit. No, but you've been able to be like calm and like you were never scared or like you never freaked out at any point during our career, no matter how stressful it's been. How have you been able to stay calm? Is it just a personality thing? I mean, because you've talked about logical reasons where it's like, even if you freaked out, nothing would change. And you, you, like, you're aware of that. But what is it? Hmm. I don't know. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> um... I think it's definitely partially personality. I think you're very self-aware and very intelligent. And I know you don't like me complimenting you, but yeah, but I, I I'm saying that out loud. I think it's true. Say goodnight uh, to Mitch. Goodnight, Mitch. <laughs> um, what? Well, I don't know. Um, I I felt like because we really like 
you're really committed to what you do, even though it changes throughout the year. Like, it's staying the music, but like you change, you know, like being one type of producer, like you want to be a rock star, you want to be like studio owner, you want to be an engineer. Like, it changed, but you like every step of the like phase, like every phase, like you're like really committed. Do you think that my commitment to the craft and my my commitment made you feel like unshing or like yeah what, like what is the what is unshing in like English like secure about my decision? You felt yeah, okay, yeah. You felt calm because I was Cause, so committed. Cause, cause you were so committed, and yeah, like you didn't make much money for co- first couple years, but you're so committed, and you put so much work and effort, time. You sacrificed a you lot of things. You saw the effort. Yeah. So I felt like… Something's gonna work out. Something's gonna work mm. out. So if you're like laying down bed like… Oh like I wish I had more gigs or like… do You know saying something like that. Then like… No get get job. Like get a job. But you're like constantly working on something. Try something new. Something different. That I felt like… If something didn't work out with this one, like being rockster, he will find something else that like work out, mm-hmm. or like because you're really committed to re- this relationship, you will find a way. Like you get a job, you know. If nothing work out, like you would do something. You're mm-hmm. not gonna sit down and like I'm sorry I couldn't do this. Please still working, make money for us. Like you wouldn't do that. Like I knew that. I I do think. What if I did the opposite thing? What if I was like, la- not lazy, but what if I wasn't sure and I was always contemplating, do I really want to do this? Is this really right for me? And and I never committed. Would that make you feel more uncomfortable? Yeah. Then like, then don't do it. <laughs> no, for sure. So, which is really interesting to think about. Um. By the way, I know that I'm narrow sighted. And I, there's so much more than our relationship. And there's so the the dynamics between relationships are so wildly different between different marriages and different relationships. Um, and I'm only really looking at this from the perspective of what I understand. And I'm aware of that. Um, but I'm really hoping whether out of good example or bad example that you that anybody listening right now can learn something from us, something to avoid or something to try out. Or I, I hope at the very least you learn that the importance of being honest with each other. How often do we talk? Like about serious important matters, like every day at least a little bit. Do we? Yeah, お風呂の中にいつも話してるじゃん. Yeah, we talk. You talk. I talk. <laughs> I, I listen. Kaiko is my therapist. We don't do a lot of like small talk. You, we rarely. Like, I feel like with my ex-girlfriends, like, we would text all the time, all day, every day, and stay on the phone all night until one well, of us falls asleep. Well, that's because you're dating. It's different from marriage. Like, I don't, even when we were dating, you never texted me. No, I texted you, like, let's hang out. That was it. We never really, like, heavy text or heavy communicate, but we've only, we've talked a lot about important things. We've talked a lot so. about, like, how to raise children, how we want to punish children, how we want to, like, about music career, about finances. We've talked a lot about important things. I would say, like, almost every day. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess I that's not. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, what about the future? What are you looking forward to? 
like, how do I explain this? I'm trying to express this correctly. Like, you're not my music career. Does mm. that make sense? Mm. I would definitely say I wouldn't have my music career without you, for sure, 100%. Mm. But let's say as I grow my music career, does that change how you look at me or does that change, will that change how our family is? Could you say that again? Like, the more awards I get, the more recognition I get, the more money we make or anything like that. Do you think that that will change our relationship no. as a couple? What about no. as a family? I don't think so. Why would you say no, it wouldn't change? Because even now, like, you told me that, like, you know, here and there, like, you work with, like, super famous people, like, came to a recording studio, you went to work, you know, the big name, which I don't really know most of them. <laughs> But then, like, and some I know. But, like... To me, it's like, as long as you're happy in your career and provide family, that's all it matters. Like, it's not like I'm gonna like, oh my goodness, DK get that hour. I'm gonna brag about it to all my friends. No. And it doesn't make, that's like confident booster for you. And it makes you happy in a like, good way and progress as a career. But like it doesn't really mean anything as in like having like relationship between as in couple and as a family. Like all we see is daddy's working hard, you know, like for from kids, like daddy's working hard for, for us and like we have food on the table. We go out once in a while to have fun, like go to the beach, you know, and daddy's happy, I'm happy. I think that's that's all it matters. Like, our doesn't do anything. Yeah. I think so now, especially with the stability that we have. All right, we're going to end this episode pretty soon. Um, but I want to ask you, for everybody out there, whether it's, you know, um, women married or dating a man or whatever, it doesn't matter, you have a spouse or whatever, anybody that's trying to build a music career that's married or is in a serious relationship, any advice for them? Mm. I think just like set like like uh, expectation and like talk about goals because like you're confident that you what you want to do like I think it can be anything like especially like music career or like art or like something you know like that is like If that person in it is not sure, other people around you is, can't really commit to anything either. So, so set expectations and commit. Yeah. What about for all the, the opposite end? So that was for all of the, the DKs in the world. People mm -hmm. trying to say, so what about the opposite? The spouse of the person, uh, the other end. What do you, what's your advice for all of the Kayakos in the world who has a spouse or uh, a partner that is seriously invested in music? Um, I think good space and trust. Like trust the process that they're going through because knowing 
what you're doing, like every single thing, doesn't help. I don't think. You know. How do you mean? Like, what you're doing, what you're gonna do. You know, what clients you're gonna take. Like, how much money. You know, like Being very controlling. Yeah, of the controlling.、Process. Yeah, like being involved is good. Like, I get comf- like comfortable, secure, but it's. It's more like to know the direction that you're going. It's not like every step.、Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. So you're not like obsessing. I, I think this is like goes into like.、Uh, there's a quote that says the opposite of faith is not fear. The opposite of faith is control.、Uh-huh. Where it's like have faith in the process. Like they're gonna get hurt. They're gonna have good times. They're gonna have、uh-huh. bad times. Like don't worry too much about it. Don't overthink it. Is、uh-huh. that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, and then also like keep it busy. <laughs> So what did you say? You also said space. What does that mean to keep space for you? It's just like a control thing. It's like keep it distant. Like have a room to like let you do what you do. It's like I'm not really close to you all the time. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like I have my things. Like yes. Like I'm doing everything for my family. Like there's not many me thing throughout this year. But at least I was busy, and I felt like I have purpose. Like I'm providing for my family. Like that's my focus, not like what you're doing.、Mm. Absolutely. So like constantly thinking, like when he's gonna make a break, you know, when he's gonna, you know, like a hit mute, like hit song, or like I never think about those. It's never about the the end results, about the process. Yeah. I think、uh, hopefully this was insightful to you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode, joining me on this episode. Yeah, I hope been, that helped. I mean, I was at least it was fun. <laughs> at least it was fun for us. We had some laughs.、Um, uh, it's it's been quite a wild ride, our marriage, and and I'm sure I hope that it's quite more wild in the future. Really appreciate you and everything that you do. And I'll say that publicly, but I also say it privately all the time. I'm I'm really really grateful. I don't think most people have. Um. No, I'm not going to make it sound like a comparison. I'm very very grateful to have someone like Kayako who who gives me space and allows me that trusts me so much and has a lot of faith in my process. And I'm really grateful that somehow I've been able to find the passion to commit. That I was somehow been able to find a passion so deep that I was able to convince someone like Kayako, who seeks stability. To to marry someone as unstable as me, and really grateful for the pain that we've been through in order to be able to appreciate the joy that we have.、Um, I'm really excited to spend the rest of forever with you. That was really corny. I apologize for anybody that cringed. <laughs> I apologize for anybody that cringed.、Uh, and <laughs> I didn't say anything. Um, Junior on Instagram says, "All the Kayakos in the world are amazing." I'll tell you that, fam. It's true. Shout out to all the spouses that are supporting a spouse that is pursuing music. Shout out to everybody from both sides of the story. Like it is really difficult. It, it will be, and some. It's it's fun. It's fun. It let just let it be fun. Just enjoy the processes. I I think the only thing that you can do. Kaiko says this all the time. There's there's no need to argue about it. There's no need to talk about it because it doesn't. Even if we figured it out, what would we be in a better place? Sometimes 
um, there's no need to stress and there's no need to fear because the fear itself does not improve anything. Um, yeah. So hopefully this has been a good episode for y'all. We've been having some nice comments in the chat and appreciate everybody here. The internet went down at one point about 40 minutes in. And we had to kind of restart from scratch there. So hopefully we lost a lot of people but uh, in the chat, but uh, we're back up and running. Thank you so much for listening. On that note, happy mixing, my friends. Are you going to say it? You want to say it with me? Do you know what I say at the end of the podcast? No, I haven't. I haven't listened. You don't listen to my podcast? Well, like, what do I learn from it? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That your husband's crazy. That's what you learned from it. <laughs> all right. All I listened right. to like very, very first couple episodes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. I say happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. Can you say it with me? Or you say it. You say it. And I do finger guns every time. Ready? Happy mixing, my friends. What am I supposed to say? And stay saucy. And stay saucy. Yeah. Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash FilePass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.